So, uh, so we might as well just get this one rolling. Please. Please? <laughs> <laughs> I've got places to be. I really do. God help me. I'm in town one week this month. This is it. This is my week. April? You're in town one week I for April. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad we were able to get you. You're in high demand around here. <coughs> we had to call your management to get you to come back to your own show, but <laughs> that's all right. <sighs> yeah, what's what has been going on? Where have you been? Um, God. Well, I drove here on a flat tire. To <laughs> here? No gas. <laughs> yeah, to Damn. this house. I'm just like, I just feel like a fucking mess because. I was in California for a week. Before that, I was in Chicago for a few days, um, which I hate to sound like a spoiled little brat. Like <laughs> I had to go to California. Yeah, <laughs> out California one. <laughs> um, and I got a sunburn. Feels great. Yeah, I could kind of tell, even though I got the lights real low in here. Tell I got a tan going. You got a good base tan. You got a good base tan. <laughs> <laughs> you do tan really well. I mean, yeah, compared to me and Tom. Yeah, I, I keep a tan down all year. Um, Tom gets freckles, and I don't really change skin tone at all, really. It's, it's strange, because I used to get very, very, very dark. But now I just get freckly. <laughs> <laughs> really? Have, I yeah, I don't know. Have, there's pictures of me you'd think, uh, well. Is it? Never mind. <laughs> is that a phenomenon? You get older, you lose melanin? I don't know. Is that what helps you tan? Uh, maybe. Hell, I don't know, but I just feel like melanoma is probably going to set in. Just yeah. Like all this time in the sun, and so I'm really going to regret it one day. My grandma had melanoma. A lot of people in the desert get skin cancers because, um... It's a barren, unforgiving wasteland. <laughs> yeah. No uh, trees. No shade. trees. You're just sort of blasted with <clears throat> the sun every single day, even in the winter. Uh, you just have to pray that you look good in a floppy hat, I guess. Well, yeah. also, you get a lot of wind out there, so I'm sure you just keep a cracked lip from wind chapping all the time, too, you don't do. you? Your knuckles crack, your lips crack. Um, it's an unforgiving landscape. <laughs> <laughs> it was windy as fuck here yesterday, though. Do you think people just stay dehydrated? Oh, yeah. Well, um, I will say that you do have a constant like level of grit in your teeth well uh, for the most part hmm. in new mexico we're pretty hi- we're pretty hydrated people but uh probably not for much longer <laughs> i mean i have a theory that everyone's dehydrated most of the time that's why <laughs> people's brains aren't functioning at oh yeah S- do y'all want any water or anything you just sat down and we just went right at it yeah water'd be great yeah you want some water i'm Don't. good all right yeah. I don't need no hydration. I don't buy into this theory. Because people don't drink water. They just drink pop. and Yeah, caffeine dehydrates you. I mean, when my sister was pregnant, she literally straight up told her doctor, I don't like water. I don't my understand sister, the don't like water and, phenomenon. Yeah, I mean, her doctor was like, it's not an option. Your body's like 70% water or something. And if you're not circulating clean water through, your body's toxic. So, so we had to like go buy a bunch of cucumbers and lemons and Cucumber. some pitchers <laughs> and like help her prep a fucking water sim- situation Wait, in her house. So you had to basically, you know how like uh, when you're trying to get your pet to take a, a pill or a medicine, you'll put it in like a cheese thing. Yeah. Peanut basically, butter. you did that for your sister with water. Yeah. You, you put it in like a cucumbery. 
Yeah, I'd get her a bunch of infuser <laughs> bottles and stuff a bunch of strawberries in it. Wow. <laughs> Swing for the fences. I don't know. Yeah. Um, she lives in. Is she the one that lives in Charleston? She's back now, but that was when she was in Charleston. Yeah. Well, um, that baby just turned three this weekend. Can you believe that? Wow. Three years old. It is. Cr- it's crazy. Um, you know, like <sighs> he's so cute. It's funny that uh, babies. Really, just up until the age that you're about 22, you're uh, you're changing pretty rapidly on a pretty on a you know what I mean. So, you know, a lot going on. You look at a baby; it's different from one year to the next. It's different from one day to the next. But us, we've been about the same, really, since we've started this podcast. I wish. Look at my (laughs) eyeballs. I got so many wrinkles. Gray hair. Well, I mean, my hair's thinning. Mentally, I don't feel mentally the same either, buddy. Philosophically, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've, I've, I've regressed. You, Tom's regressed. We're a snowball rolling downhill. I feel like a snow. I feel like up. I'm going uphill. I feel shaky. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I would say I'm on the come. I feel like I'm doing good for myself right now. Actually, you know, uh, this is maybe I mentioned this last time, but. A friend one time helped me make two lists, a list of, like, physical um, signs that I'm doing well. Yeah. Like, what do I do? Like, what behaviors do I exhibit when I'm doing well? And then a list of the things to look for when I know I'm not doing well, like things aren't good. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm like, ticking off. I'm on, I've am i been on my good list for, like, a long like – well, That's good. A stretch. I've been doing good. Like, I make my bed in the morning. Yeah. I eat breakfast. You've been reading <laughs> Jordan Peterson? <laughs> no. I haven't been having um, as much, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, humors? What's the Flim? word? Are you uh, trying to say you're coming? <laughs> yeah, like uh, <laughs> promiscuous sex. Oh, right. That's on my bad list. That's on your bad list? Yeah, if I'm having promiscuous sex, I'm probably just not doing the best. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Slut shaming yourself. <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> I, I would not slut shame others, but I just happen to know that if I'm rushing into bed with people, that um, I have some personal work to do, and um, that's not my best. That's not my best look. Right. That I should be able to meet my own needs first and get to know people. Yeah. At least a day or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, twenty four hours is you know? is good. Yeah. I see what you're saying. But I've been doing great, real yeah. good. Yeah, I've been sticking to a three date rule. I'm fucking soaring. A three date rule. Yeah. So three dates before you have sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's probably that's probably good. Yeah, I mean it's like rom com <laughs> style, but as I started to say, I, I think that's uh, you know. Yeah, it's pretty standard. Yeah, pretty standard. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. Except when I was a Christian, it was like a year or two. A year or two when you're a Christian? (laughs) We're saving ourselves for marriage. But what if they're Christians, too? Can't you just meet in the middle or something? No. No no butt stuff? Dude, it is really weird to think about that there was a time in my life where I actively repressed the sexual urge and succeeded at it. It's, It's frightening, really. Really? For... I'm surprised you didn't shoot uh, shoot up no buildings. <laughs> years and years and years. The thing is, is that once you've had sex the first time, you're never. I mean, like you can never go back to actual abstinence. 
It's impossible. I mean, you know, it's, unless, <laughs> unless it's involuntary. Unless it's involuntary, you know, there's that. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Like, it would be inconceivable to be like, I'm swearing off sex, I'm going becoming a priest. Yeah, that's not. I mean, they just tried that on New Girl. It didn't work. New Girl? <laughs> there's a new season of New Girl on Netflix. <laughs> I'm really happy about it. I thought you meant maybe like a new person. No, it's a TV show. You're, you're talking about butt stuff. Is it is it a common thing? <laughs> Um, you sounded like we're at a num in the in the Christian world for like people to do butt stuff because they think that's not actually losing their virginity. Yeah, you keep your virginity. Yeah, I had a buddy that uh, got into butt stuff, but he did it because he thought it was safer. Like he thought you couldn't uh, contract anything (laughs) from anal sex. (laughs) You can't get pregnant. Last time I checked. Yeah, so it's slightly safe. No, he wasn't even worried about that. He was worried about, like, you know, catching AIDS, and he was just like, I didn't look because I thought it was safer. You think the hole where feces travels is safer? (laughs) Yeah, it's a much much, uh, safer route. That is impressive. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Um, Well, but so, no, you've got more going on in the good column. Yeah, I feel like I'm doing really good. Yeah. And remember I told y'all last week I tried to get in with a therapist uh-huh. and I almost ended up on the Suboxone program. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the therapy appointment went really well. Oh, yeah. I left feeling Tell great. Tell us a little bit about it. Did well, she yeah. give you Suboxone? No, I was not offered <laughs> Suboxone, unfortunately. I was going to bring it to Utah. <laughs> I was going to say, yes, I would very much like that and bring it here to this fine <laughs> gathering. To this episode? <laughs> yeah. We all get strung out on Suboxone. <laughs> Welcome. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, she was a good listener. I vented to her about a bunch of stuff, and uh, and she listened, and she uh, had no, you know, she didn't. No judgment? She wasn't going to go tell anybody, so that felt good. <laughs> and, uh, Except her <laughs> husband. <laughs> and le- <laughs> you think people really, uh, people definitely don't oblige by that. Like, they definitely don't adhere to that. She's definitely telling somebody in her life, but oh, she think? won't say your name. She'll be like, yeah. I've got this one patient. <laughs> She she did what was nice about it is I just got to talk about topical things. She didn't like I mean it was a first appointment, so I don't know how yeah. this really goes, but she wasn't like, When's the first time you experienced that feeling? You know, like uh-huh. I wasn't trying to dig All deep that howdy doody bullshit vessel here. I right. was just like trying to Where is this at? MCHC. Okay. And I told her I was like, you know, no, I'm not like in a crisis or anything. There's nothing terrible going on, but I just want to establish care just in case. I mean, fucking capitalism is falling. I just assume crises are on the way. She, <laughs> and she just kind of looked at me. <laughs> she, she, she gave me a no for sure. Man. <laughs> yeah, she was like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I just talked to her about how I just don't want to deal with men anymore, and I know that's an unhealthy feeling of not wanting to be around men at all right like really not an option is this the first time it's, this week you've been around men no i'm only dealing with men that i'm getting paid to deal with currently <laughs> so you all fall under that bracket luckily wow <laughs> wow oh, at least shit. that's what i told her <laughs> no i have to deal with men at work all the time yeah and i had to deal with a lot of men when i was traveling yeah tell us about your uh google talk and your uber talk what? Didn't you give talks at Google and Uber this week? I, that's what I was told. I wish. <laughs> I don't know a thing about Google or Uber. I will tell you. Doing sexy sex ed at Google headquarters could be fun. That'd be awesome. I would totally do that. Anyway, sorry. No, that was that is so much more fun than what I did. <clears throat> what did you do? Bless you. Do you think I'm allergic to cats? 
No. I want a cat. Um, do you only sneeze when you come over here? No, you I haven't sneezed, sneezed all day. last time you were here. I wasn't here. sneezing last time? Hmm. No. No. I don't know. It's, uh, it's something in the air right now because I've been fucking miserable. Yeah, I, I am assuming that now that I'm back, my allergies are going to get rough. I need to go get a new inhaler. Yeah. I, okay, well, let me just get back. I, had an, I have an Uber story. Okay. So, I was riding Uber pool to a witch store across Chicago called St. Augustine. Really uh, shout out St. Augustine's on the south side of Chicago. Uh, okay. Great, a great witch establishment. And I have a whole story about that, too. Is it a bar? What? Is it a bar? No, it's a witch. It's a spiritual. Oh. <laughs> it's a spirituality. Oh, nice. So you can buy like Ouija something. boards and tarot cards. and. I did buy some tarot cards did you, for a friend. Did you divine the cards? Uh, divine them? Yeah. No, I, I asked because it was a new deck. I'd never. I wanted to buy this a friend, a tarot deck. And, um, but I wanted to, because I was on this travel trip, I wanted to use them first to like check them out because it's just like a new deck. And so I uh-huh. asked them like, is it okay for me to put my energy on these cards before I give them away? And so they asked me a bunch of follow-up questions to figure it out, you know, and that was nice. Before you go and do that, <laughs> there's a couple of things we have for you. <laughs> so they, no, but they said, sure, you know, if you don't want your energy on them, you can sage them and cleanse them before you hand them off. Oh. But... <clears throat> If if they are if the person you're giving them to is new to tarot, it might be good to have your energy on them. Right, like that might be okay if you feel like you're able to put a good if you're in a good place and you feel like you're able to put a good energy on them. And you are. I am. I'm in a great place. <laughs> <laughs> three day. I'm in my I'm three day Tanya over here. I'm doing fucking good. Nice. My couch <laughs> is gonna have good energy. What is the transmission vehicle of, of energy here? Are we talking touching? Being in someone's presence. Oh yeah, I think I pick up. I pick. You don't pick up energies from people. Yeah. I mean, you, that may not be how you articulate it, but <laughs> yeah. if someone's in a raw ass mood, like yeah. it don't take me a second to start feeling the right ir- the irritation. Feeding off of somebody's. Yeah, mm. or if someone's like overly sarcastic, or you know, just any any. <laughs> I pick up things real. Yeah. I'm very sensitive to other people's energies. Right. Right. And I'm so empathic. What was the general energy of Chicago? Oh, God. Wet. It was cold and wet the whole <laughs> fucking time. One day, I literally stayed in the Airbnb all day long, and I just ordered deep dish pizza delivered That's to me. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's what I did. I sat in the apartment. That's pretty cool. Just being alone was kind of nice. But, um, yeah, so I, I was in the Uber pool on my way to St. Augustine's, and there's a whole other story about the store once I get there. But this guy, this guy picks me up. And it was actually pretty weird. He almost drove down a one-way. I'm in the back seat, and he almost drove down a one, the wrong way, a one-way street. And he whipped it back really quick. Almost got us t-boned and cussed really loud. <laughs> the funniest shit. The funniest interactions to me, just out in the real world or whatever, are ones where like someone is like fucking up and like I don't know. Like there's a barrier between you. Maybe they're on the service industry side of things. And they're like fucking up and and pulling you into it, and uh, they either double down or they get really apologetic. Yeah, well, he just didn't. I mean, he was like, "God damn, one ways," and like whipped it, and the, the car behind us blew the horn, and I was just like, "Whoa!" Uh, I mean, we were fine, so I just like, t- and he was just like, "Sorry about that," and then he just went <laughs> on. He didn't say nothing else, and I didn't say nothing either. I didn't give a fuck. But then it's Uber pull, so then he gets another call, and we go pick up this other guy. Oh, and so so Uber pull is like you. Uh, you just sort of like 
It's cheaper, but it takes longer because they will pick up other people along the route. Gotcha. It's like a like a choose your own adventure book. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty sweet. And so the next we go pick up this other kind <laughs> guy, and he just gets <laughs> out of a car into this car. He gets out of another car, and he's got like his hoodie pulled tight. Did he ever go? Do you think people go from Uber pull to Uber pull? If it's a choose your own adventure. Maybe he didn't like the other Uber he was in. <laughs> like the energy know. on that Uber? Well, it wasn't. I found out about him later. but So he gets in the Uber pool, and he just don't say much. In the back seat. We're both in the back seat. Right. Old guy still driving. And old boy's passed out. He just passes out in the seat. And so I don't think much of it. I'm like, you know, it's fucking middle of the day Chicago, you know. Right. I don't know what you do with your time. It's rainy outside. Hell, I'd like to take a nap myself. Right. But then the longer he's asleep, he's leaning toward me until he's on my shoulder. <laughs> And so I nudge him off. I just like give him a nudge. And you think he, that like, was intentional, or do you think he was like? I think he was really asleep. <laughs> so he ends up on my shoulder slowly, and so I nudge him off. Wait, wait. So he gets out of another car. Yeah. T- hoodie pulled tight. Yeah. Gets in your car and immediately falls asleep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm sitting there, and you know I kind of see him out of my peripheral, leaning toward me closer and closer. And then yeah. I'm just like watching him. So I'm like, if he lands, I'm gonna have to shove him. So I shove him back to his side of the car. And he just kind of like shakes awake and just like sits up. He don't say nothing. <laughs> so I don't say nothing either. I'm like, okay, I'll give you a pass, motherfucker. But then he does it again. He falls asleep again. And at first he's just sitting upright for a while. But then he starts falling again and he hits my shoulder again. So I push him this time and I'm like, Bubby, this ain't nap time. Are you okay? <laughs> and he looks at me and he was like, when did you get in here? And I was in the car when he got in. Damn. He says so, higher and goddamn crude he's oil. He's been to a few suboxone uh, trials, uh, <laughs> therapy well, trials. Well, turns out not. He was just really sleepy because <laughs> this is what yeah, happened. he could have narcolepsy. I was texting my friend at the time, and so I just told her what was happening. And she said, because I was starting, my initial instinct was that I was getting angry. I was yeah. getting pissed off, and I was about to threaten this man. Because, you know, I'm on my fucking edge with men right now anyway. And I'm in the car with these two fucking idiots. And so I'm all, I'm all trying to get to the witch store Us. to handle my business. <laughs> Me and Tom are stand-ins for the two idiots in this vehicle. It's a metaphor. Start falling asleep on you in the middle of your story. And, and I sent her a pic like of him in the background, and she's like, "Damn, is he okay?" And when she said, "Is he okay?" I thought, you know, that is how I should I should I should ask him if he's okay. <laughs> and so then when he does, I, I push him off the second time, and I'm like, "Are you okay?" And he looks at me. He was like, "Um." And that's when he said, when did you get in here? Damn. And I was like, dude, I was in here when you got in here. And he said, what? And I was like, I was in this car when you got in it. Are you okay? Do you need to go to the hospital? And he was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I don't need to go to the hospital. <laughs> and so then, he, and the then hospital. he sit there for a second. He said, where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> from the south side of Chicago. Jesus Christ. And I was like, well, I'm from Kentucky. Um, I'm just visiting, uh, but you don't look so hot. And he was like, oh, I just worked a 12-hour shift. And I was like, well, I feel that. That sucks, man. But I just you can't sleep on my shoulder in this car. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. And then he's quiet for a second. And then he said, you got a boyfriend? <laughs> so it turns out your first instincts were yeah. correct here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't. Oh, he's like, he. you think he might have been like one of those guys that like rubs their dick on people's butts in the train or on the subway? Oh, What's the name for those people? God. Cats are basically these kind of people, too. Wait, no. (laughs) No, 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 no. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. There's like a pathology. Predators. These are predators. I know that. I'm not (laughs) making an indictment on the behavior. I'm just saying there's a name for them. You are making an indictment on the behavior. I hope so. 
Yeah, that's what you want. I, excuse <laughs> me. I, yeah, that's what I meant. I see what you're saying. Anyway, so I had to have the whole, and, and you know, and then I just flashed all the times that I've told a guy, yeah, I have a boyfriend, just so he would leave me the fuck alone. Right. But now, you know, I'm on this fucking, I'm on edge about it anyway, and I'm not going to fucking give nobody reason to do, like, I'm not going to lie. I have to lie. And I was just like, no, I don't. He said, well, can I have your number? I said, no, you can't. And then he just looked at me. I said, you just passed out on me in the back of an Uber, man. Maybe he was doing that intentionally. I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't actually think so. Cause then th- yeah, once, he was, definitely. So. He was trying to he was trying to graze you. He said, how do you not have a boyfriend? And so then I was like, kind of, I was like, I have a girlfriend. And he was like, oh. <laughs> oh, that's why you don't want me. <laughs> and then he started, listen to this, I shit you not. He started talking about Jesus. Damn, full he circle. fucking started talking to me about Jesus. This is 100% of character on this podcast. And it wasn't even, he He just said, well, he just started talking about how he's blessed. Oh, he's like, he, you know, if Jesus loves you, you're uh, blessed. Yeah. And he said, and, you're, and he said, you're blessed too. And I was like, yeah, I know, you I'm said, blessed. I, and you're like, I'm going to a witch store. <laughs> yeah, I'm blessed. Damn. And, uh, but then he, then like the last five minutes were really nice. He was just talking to me about um, how he had to pull a twelve-hour shift and how much he likes. And we talked about Kentucky. We talked about Chicago. How much he loves Chicago. He's like, yeah, I grew up on the South Side. I love Chicago. Um, and I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, you know, uh, South Side's got a bad rap. And he was like, oh yeah, you can't listen to that shit. You can't listen to that. He's like, fucking Chicago is the best city in the world. So Damn. then he was like repping hard for Chicago, which I appreciated. Yeah. And he like. <laughs> Said some fun, some funny things about Kentucky, but I was like, no, you know, most people don't have horses. You know, funny, funny about that. Um, and then he was talking to me about this like tattoo, uh, some famous tattoo shop that has a TV show that's in Chicago. Um, I don't. The Ink Masters. Oh, Maybe. I yeah. <laughs> I don't know right. if that's it. Yeah. I know there's like a million of those. It was like black something, black ink something. And I was like, oh, do you have any artwork from there? And he's like, no, I can't afford that. Right. <laughs> but it's really good. I like a lot, a lot of tattoo shops have, like, plays on ink or writing mm-hmm. or black. There's usually, like, a black in there. Black, really, real, real original. Well, <laughs> I, I, what, I, it, what I like about this guy is he, he's at least keeping it a buck. You know what I mean? Like, when you're in the back of an Uber with somebody you're trying to, like, fall asleep on, you can be anybody in the world. That's true. And he just... Was his? He was himself. His himself. He was just himself. <laughs> yeah. Just Maybe to a fault. But. Yeah. Wow. Damn. But but while he was while he was doing this fall asleep thing, the guy the guy driving could see was looking at me in the rearview mirror, and he stopped twice and said, "Get up front." And I was like, "No, I'm not getting up front. I'm fine." Damn. Fucking fine back That's here. That's uh, Sophie's choice. And by the you end go of with it, one <laughs> fucked up dude or the other. Yeah. Right. I'm like. <laughs> Uh, why bother? You, yeah. you nearly got I, me T-bone, bitch. You want that, me to sit up there with you? Yeah, like he's the portrait yeah. stability, <laughs> right? And wow. by the end of it, the guy in the, the guy driving was laughing at our conversation. He's like, kept laughing at us. Sounds like a very King. sounds like a an exp, uh, an um, experience you would have in America, 2018. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> sounds like you could sounds go right. and write an op-ed about this. There's all kinds of things to unpack about our current, you know. White girl from Kentucky, black boy from the south side of Chicago, <laughs> ham it up in the back of a fucking yes. Uber. This has a, this is a Who David Brooks column waiting to happen, in well. my opinion. Anyway, I made it to St. Augustine's. Uh-huh. 
and it, it was like 30 minutes before closing so I was like hurrying up to get my crystals and my shit together got a little got a little um amethyst um Kia the downtown boom boom um crystal ball uh-huh really small one what's the amethyst do what kind of energy An does that amethyst impart? rock it's a good question i'd have to look in my books right to look through my papers <laughs> my business papers i think right off it's virility virility yeah, it's always virility with those rocks <laughs> with amethyst no a lot of them are just like romance and whatever um no, it's like i think that like villages back in the day used to have those kind of like they would get like an amethyst and bury it outside of town, and then like eight people would get pregnant that year. And they'd be like, "This is the virility rock. This is the virility." <laughs> yeah. God. We should do that. We should go plant your amethyst up on Town Hill. Well, I swear, by we're not planting my amethyst nowhere. <laughs> I pay a lot for it, and I swear by uh, our friend getting pregnant because of a, a spring equinox fertility ceremony that we had. Whoa. No way, Carrie. Yeah, she'll tell you. That's oh, how she that's got pregnant. Because awesome. she was having, tr- she spent a year trying to get pregnant. And then for the spring equinox, we had a huge fertility ceremony up at Sarah's. The and timing does line up. We put eggs on the fucking altar and everything. And wow. she was she was pregnant within a month. Wow. Now, but that you y'all are heavy into this. It. I thought y'all were just like smoking pot and like playing with tarot cards. <laughs> we did that too. God damn! Time. I didn't know y'all had altars and shit. Yeah, that was that was that child is that's a Eat healthy. Some of that over here. Let's do that for baby. an episode. Let's get someone pregnant on <laughs> on the sorry. podcast. And Matt, through immaculate conception. <laughs> 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 Fuck yeah, Lord. Anyway, okay, I need to bring on this out. I get to St. Augustine's. I'm like getting all my stuff together. They remember me from the last time I was in there, which was when I went was on the season of the bitch show, because uh-huh. um, it's near Ambria's house. That's how I knew about it. Which I did get to catch up with those people for that fucking for a, like an abortion bolathon. Oh yeah, you awesome. told me about that. The bolatariat. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Brilliant. I loved it. They had a big this event I went to was seize the means of reproduction. <laughs> I saw you holding those signs. I just loved it so much, and it's just so it was just such a thing I could I would never get to do here. You know. Is this like? Chicago DSA. I'm sure there's more than yeah, one DSA chapter. There in is. It was like one of the Chicago DSA chapters right, right. events. It was really cool. And like women led it. It was beautiful. That's pretty awesome. I was really loved. I could be there. Anyway, so the store, St. Augustine's is closing. The staff is cleaning up. And I'm asking directions to the train. And they're all disagreeing about how I get to the train because I just had this pool situation, Uber situation. I was really not rushing to get back in a fucking Uber. Right. And it's more expensive anyway. So they're trying to tell me how to get to the train. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll just hang around Chinatown for a little while because they're like near Chinatown. And so finally, the, a woman comes up back and she's like, are you in a hurry? And I was like, no. This is right before this sees the means of reproduction event uh-huh. at the bar. And, but um, after you've got your amethyst and other stuff. Yeah, right. I've got all my stuff. I've got my shopping done. So she's like, well, just wait till we close up the store and I'll just take you to the train station. And I was like, oh, great. That's so nice. Because it was like wh- however far. And so I sit around. They're cleaning up around me. I just like hang out in the store for a while longer. And then we go get in her car. And I find out she owns the store. She's the owner. She's the fucking supreme. 
of this witch door. Oh my She's God. like telling me about all this spirituality history in Chicago. <laughs> she gives me a tour of Chinatown. She takes me to old Chinatown. What? She was like, this <clears throat> is the only restaurant that was here when I was a kid. La, 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 la. And like old Chinatown. She gives me the owner of the store drives me all around Chinatown. Oh, that's badass. It was so awesome. And then I was like asking her all these questions about tarot and her her own spirituality and her rituals. She I mean, this she's, pays a, her workers she's an wine. old she's an old witch. <laughs> and so, <laughs> are you getting at that she's a capitalist small business owner? <laughs> I want to. I'm gonna. I want to start trying to pin pal with her. Yeah, that would be pretty tight. But she actually lives in well, Indiana to, on a farm. She grows all the herbs that they sell in the store. You should try to communicate with her via, like. Uh, Don't yes. patronize me. I'm not patronizing you. <laughs> I'm saying that test her knowledge. Test okay, her skills here. Okay, see if here. she knows. Yeah. I can just like Let's see how good messages. a witch. Sort of like how that Roy D. Mercer, how big a boy are oh, you? Oh, for God's Like sake. how good a witch are you? <laughs> <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Tom cannot. <laughs> how big a boy are you? I love that shit. How bad a witch are you? Um. Anyways. Yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty badass. Yeah, she was great. It was awesome. I got like a personal tour of Chinatown. That's pretty badass. From a white witch. <laughs> um, what do you mean white witch? Like how Saruman was? Okay, that's meant she was a white lady. <laughs> she was a white lady. Touring me of Chinatown. Gotcha. Then I bought a bunch of ginseng candy at a Chinese candy store. Oh, nice. What's ginseng candy? I haven't tried it yet. I should have brought it here. Is it candy ta- that tastes like ginseng? It's ginseng's it's for real man. Candy made of ginseng. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> oh God. People love that shit. You can make a living off of that. You know, it's like um like Dude, you're right. used to like sell it online. Ginseng? He would like get moss oh. and like sell it online. Ginseng Online? is a classic Appalachian hustle. Yeah, there's like a big market out there for like Appalachian shit. Like every time I go to my aunt Sharon's house, her fucking husband Dale. Actually, I don't. They've been together thirty years. I don't think they're married. He always yeah. makes me come to yeah. his closet and look at all the sang he's got. It doesn't he's matter. Got drying out in his closet. I think we're he's like all... it's twelve hundred dollars worth of sang right here. Yeah, <laughs> With the, they shortened to sang. Twelve hundred dollars worth of sang in his closet. <laughs> I love, one of my favorite things are when people abbreviate words that don't need abbreviating. <laughs> oh shit, my saying. That's so funny. Yo, I we dug eight grand a saying last summer. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think we're overlooking something in that your white witch has given us a viable hustle model. Fuck yeah, we could yeah. Uh, move that shit up to Chicago. We could use phrases like "move that shit up to Chicago." Mm. Me and Tom could finally uh, live out our dream of being. Um, well, the organized ginseng, crime figures, but also social justice warriors. The ginseng candy <laughs> came from the Chinese me. store. And actually, you know, they had raw ginseng that was like $100 an ounce or something. It was crazy expensive in there. And so I asked her, I was like, what do people do with that, that raw ginseng? Because they had it all behind the counter. Um, and she was like, oh, they cook with it. You make medicine. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, cool. And I said, yeah, where I come from, like we, you know, it grows wild. And people, um, she's like, where are you from? And I said, Kentucky. And she was like, no, no, no. She She's just shook her head so long i just felt like she shook her head for five minutes and was like wisconsin wisconsin is the best ginseng fucking saying this chinese woman wow yo she was such a purist she was like (laughs) no no 
she just was not having it. I well, like, oh, well, I don't know. I mean, I've I never been to Wisconsin, but... Uh, Apparently, they have the best ginseng, according to well, this th- Chinese woman. The thing is, is I think a lot of people just latch on to the whole Appalachian thing, whatever. So you mm-hmm. could, like, it really doesn't matter what it is, ginseng, fucking fiddle... Well, that's uh, what I'm saying. It's like, we'll just go pluck goddamn uh, dandelions and just <laughs> tell them it's for yeah, virility. move them up. Yeah. We What'd could put say? that as like a Patreon premium. Uh, pay ten dollars a month, we'll send you a ginseng, a bag of sang. <laughs> <laughs> Got that good sang. We'll just send yeah. them season stems. Right, right. God, let's run. Let's hustle that shit. <laughs> we could run dope off Patreon. We do need a new hustle. Mm. Uh, this is a pretty good one. Um, it's a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So pretty far, uh, so so damn. Well, I'm sorry. It sounds like you had some bad times and good times, just like any other. Yeah, experience. that's any trip. I would say. Yeah, I got to swim in a pool in April. That was cool. Oh, that's nice. in California. Oh yeah, I was. Yeah, it was California uneventful. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I had to. I had to have a four-hour dinner with people who work at Silicon Valley about J.D. Vance. That sucked. Oh, hell yeah. Um, That was (laughs) painful for me. Did they know J.D.? They ripped J.D. a little bit? (laughs) You all. (sighs) Silicon Valley. Were they like, do you know him? That's (laughs) got to be be the first to go. (laughs) Yeah, do you know him? Yeah. I kind of feel like in, um, this was probably not an original observation in any way. But it doesn't it kind of feel like um, innovation and creativity in general has just sort of stalled out in Silicon Valley. I mean, all the shit like Facebook and stuff, you know, love it or hate it, it's still like a – it sort of in some ways revolutionized the means of communication in some ways. Mm-hmm. For better, for worse. It, it – I don't know. Well, Facebook's but, just under so much fire right now. Yeah. Did you see the Zuck? What did he do today? I don't know. I just thought maybe you might have seen him. Oh, no, no. California. I didn't see him there. <laughs> I saw someone that works closely with him. I, I don't even know if I... She made sure I knew she had been on his private jet. Oh, damn. Is that what everyone talks about out there? Apparently. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. I, I had to zone out so many times. They At least they fed me good Thai food. You know, like, for anybody who's, like, really iffy about the whole guillotine thing, I don't even think we'd really, like, need to, like... I don't think we even really need to go through with that. Who's on the fence about guillotines? <laughs> well, if you're on the fence about guillotines, <laughs> visit Google. Uh, some people are Won't gonna, you? You know, it's like, uh, yeah, some people blood. are a little skittish about it. Um, I actually did look up to see if I could do like a public tour of Google or uh-huh. Facebook or one of them just to like just for curiosity, and they're, they they won't you can't do it. Well, I was gonna say we could just uh, of, if we're really if we don't want to do the guillotine thing, maybe we got a guillotine shortage or whatever. You just gotta like. Erect a massive wall, uh, dismantle the border wall, put it all around Silicon Valley to where nothing gets in and nothing gets out, and then just like, you know, starve them out. Yeah, I guess. Until uh, the I mean, soylent supply <laughs> runs out. <laughs> Until the soylent supply runs out, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm saying we don't even have to think about it anymore. Just cover it up, wall it well, off. Well, here's here's the it's, thing. Here's it. here's the thing. I think is is funny. You mentioned that their creativity stalled out. You know it has when Elon Musk, who's looked at this, uh, looked at as this like goddamn visionary and whatever, whatever, 
is building flamethrowers. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's what I mean. Yes, exactly. It's like, aren't you like, still trying to get to Mars or some shit? He built flamethrowers? He built a flamethrower. He's like selling for 500 bucks a pop just like direct to people. Yeah. H- h- how's that legal? It probably shouldn't be. <laughs> is that... So, here, we're trying to get gun reform going here, and, and Elon Musk is starting to sell flamethrowers. Oh, somebody will die at the hands of an Elon Musk flamethrower. Not doubt my mind. It may have already happened if they've already been oh shipped out. Oh, my God. Right. Uh, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Just wall it off. Let them fucking... Well, he's in Europe or something, ain't he? Um, that won't nip him in the bud. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, you have to send a special SWAT team. Um, I'd... Um, <laughs> I'm just afraid to even get into all the weird conversations I had to have in that. Y'all just wouldn't. A fly could you, on the wall. Could you, you imagine? Been, uh, what, what were some of the high notes? I could, mean. Could you imagine, uh, the you know, the video of Osama bin Laden, you know, of how he, like, then busted into his house and, like, killing him and everything. If it was Elon Musk. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea, right? It's a good God. movie. Um, sorry, what were you saying? Chump says we got him finally. I'm not going to show the body. <laughs> I'm not going to show the body. This is America. We don't do that. That's a good Trump impression. I hadn't heard your Trump voice before. I'm just going to put him out to sea. <laughs> I ain't going to show the body. That's pretty good. I'm into oh, it. Shit. Um, they, you know, were basically... You know, while I was in this dinner, our podcast came up in my brain a lot. Mm-hmm. Times where I thought you all were just being, is it hyperbole? Is that the word? Hi- hyperbolic? Yeah. Were we, were, were we vindicated? <laughs> we were, yeah. We were, vind- we were vindicated. vindicated. Damn. Y'all are more cute in than I am. That's clear. <laughs> <laughs> Only because we have brain disease. Yeah, explain. Uh, well, well, it's partic- particularly... Early on, when we would, when we were really pissed at people who were just asking questions, uh-huh. you know, just asking the questions, that's and that's how all this was delivered to me. You know, we just, we just have questions, <laughs> but all of those innocent questions were forcing me to defend all rural life, and it took me a while until I finally just stopped and said, you know, you're acting like. Like, they wanted me to defend this thing that's clearly never going to work. Uh Uh-huh. Yet, we don't know any version of history on this planet where there were not rural places supporting urban centers. Right. That's not... That's That's as old as we are. Yeah. Like, (laughs) this is... You are asking me to to defend... Against this utopian urban mecca that you have created that you think is the only way, even though there's no evidence for it. Right. Am I crazy? No. No, no. you're not crazy. Go off, Tanya. Every, <laughs> all across the globe, there are just... Well, I think if they had what they, if they had their way, I think that they would probably just turn rural America into like a sort of 
industrial wasteland where like massive robots just sort of harvest everything yeah. and like the only people out there are just people sort of hiding out from drones where they just want they just want <laughs> it to be hills covered in solar panels or something. Yeah, exactly that's what they want that is really what Wait, they want they just want no, our that's land. literally what they want yeah they want our land <laughs> yeah, for their yeah. server things those like huge server farms right and so i was literally having to pitch <laughs> high <computers>. speed <laughs> I was like, literally, which this has been pitched to me, and I've never really bit, took the bait, but, you know, I spit it back out there because I'm trying to fucking raise money here. You uh -huh. know, I don't know what the fuck to do. And so I literally pitched to these people, you know, this whole high-speed Wi-Fi rail using all of our intricate railroad systems so that we can just, like, easily get to Charleston and Lexington and fucking <laughs> Roanoke and wherever these cities are so oh, we can, shit. like, people can live out here really cheaply and healthily. What was your response to But this? you can work in the urban centers. They were so into it. I knew it! <laughs> so into it. I fucking oh, knew it. Oh, I served exactly. that. Although, I was proud what of myself. I fucking flipped my collar when I left there. Like, so proud of myself for coming up with this bullshit they were going to eat up, you know? <laughs> yeah yeah internet rails i'm into it yeah yeah it's like you clock in when you get on the wi-fi's going <laughs> you're already getting your email going on the way there two hour, you know an hour and a half these later, people you're love productivity no. they do they do all human life is just like valued on your output ability yeah, right right uh, but anyway i mean they said all kinds of fucked up stuff about how you know the opportunities their kids get in silicon valley <laughs> Such I'm as almost, I'm almost terrified they're gonna well, hear this. You know, um sometimes what I've what I've found, and me and Tom talked about this on the episode last week, is that like it really sucks because it's just like what is the alternative? Is it like large scale, um, sort of federally funded like public works projects? Oh, like at Amtrak or some shit? I mean like, because you won't really get a lot of like people saying that except for like the mm -hmm. the Stalinist left. Another Which thing from my trip I wanted to bring back to you all <laughs> was from the Chicago conference I was at. It was a policy link, like equity summit. There was like 4,000 people there. I could not believe it. Uh -huh. I thought it was going to be like this shitty policy wonk thing that I didn't want to be at, but it was just ended up being mostly pretty cool and a lot of beautiful people. <laughs> anyway, one of the panels I went to, the whole time I was thinking about you all because I was like, you all would have been really into this. Yay, <laughs> for, uh, for two guys you don't like spending time around unless you're paid, you sure think about us a lot. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Yeah. Well, you're my you're my socialist friends. No, I don't sit around and talk about fucking socialist utopians with anyone else. This isn't Fuck something yeah. I get to do. Although I joked recently, I don't even want to get into this joke, but I fucking joked about Tom calling me a champagne socialist recently uh -huh. in that bio he wrote for us. Right. And so the person I told it to has now been like throwing it up and joking about it to me. Like has fed it back to me so many times. And now you feel like sort of disgusted. Oh, I hate it. Damn. I'm so upset about it. Because <laughs> I thought it was cutesy. Right. And right. now I'm like eating it. Anyway, so I was on this panel which, and it was uh, like new economy panel and then you know it's this huge Fuck room yeah. like fucking so many thousands like two thousand people in this fucking Was room there a guy there named manheimer steamroller <laughs> so there's 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 one person on the panel is like advocate for ubi they're like sending home the universal basic income yeah and then there's another guy on the panel who is he's on there to talk about um federal job guarantees which i had not really 
Right. <clears throat> I hadn't heard that language before, really. Yeah, right, right, right. Like, I hadn't looked into this. But, but these um, aren't socialists, right? These are, we're talking, these are probably Silicon Valley wonks. No, this was in Chicago. Oh, I'm so sorry. So this okay, isn't Silicon Chicago. Valley. This was in Chicago. They, I would say, I mean, they're kind of social justice policy wonks, I would guess. Yeah. But I don't, I wouldn't say they're that left. They're, they're like, they're like liberals that have, like, are trying to meet the DSA left halfway. and They're be fight like, for 15 Like people. Democratic social, like social Democrats. Progressives. Right yeah. Progressives. <laughs> yeah, like another guy was a fight for 15 organizer, which obviously I have a ton of respect for, and right. we need $25 an hour, so... Here's what I say. Here's, here's what I say. I don't. Fifteen. No one in America can raise a family on fifteen dollars an hour. I, I, anywhere you are, nowhere. What I've come to. What I've come to. Th- a fun thing that I like to do when I go to the city. Above the poverty line. Is uh, I like to play a little game called communist dictator, and you just identify properties comes. and places that you think look really great, like that you really like, and uh, you know you pretend like you're just turning it over it, in a tv show form it would be like property brothers but it'd be like expropriator brothers right like it would be like we walk into a place like oh this looks nice and then you turn and look at the camera and say it's for the people you know and then you appropriate <laughs> you, you you know you and then you, you go literally there, steal it from stick a the gun capital. to the bartender's head says under new man it's for the people <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing that's the thing like you know it's really important to keep that in mind it's like Communism isn't doesn't have to be this utopia of like necessarily creating all this new infrastructure. Although that'd be great. Communism for me is taking all the nice shit that already exists and just turning it over, universalizing it, turning it o- over to the people. So it's like, yeah, I don't know, Expropriated Brothers. Yeah, watch HGTV coming 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 to your TV soon. It's gonna, but except it's called. What's the show called? Expropriated. And you turn to the camera and say, it's for the people. That's your catchphrase. Yeah. Oh it's for God. the people. I turn people. to the camera and it zooms in on me and I go, it's for the people. <laughs> I mean, this is like, I, I mean, I would watch a reality God. show that was just <laughs> turning over third homes to yeah. homeless people. Yeah. You know, uh, like. Yeah. But not even that. You walk into a massive mansion and the fucking husband and wife. Ah, no, no. <laughs> They're like fucking blindfolded and someone kicks them in the back down the oh fucking steps. God, and then like the purge. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, Shut Daniel. The and then the camera zooms in real close to my face and go, it's for the people. Oh my God. You know, I always, you remember those, <laughs> uh, coming, Karen. you remember those shows, Extreme Makeover Home Edition? Like, yeah. this is actually a good alternative because I could never really get emotionally attached to those shows. Like, they'd build these huge dream houses for these families. <laughs> right. And my next thought would be like, how the fuck are they going to pay the property taxes on that making $7 an hour? Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was funny because I was in Knoxville this weekend. And the thing that made me think about that was uh, I was in Knoxville this past weekend. And there was this, uh, not in quite downtown Knoxville, but pretty close to downtown Knoxville. There's this really massive castle-like building. I guess it's like the home for like this media, news media, sort of like WYMT thing. And right next door to it is a steelworker's union or a plum i think it's a plumber's union actually um but the building is so run down you know and and then next to it you've got this elaborate ornate mansion it's just like the 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 goal is you get those people to take that you know that's it's that simple really yeah it's point of my own yeah 
It's raining really hard right now. I know. You think you'll be able to pick this up on the podcast or hear that it's raining? I can hear it a little bit. We live in a rainforest. Yeah. It's typical. Yeah. I I didn't bring my raincoat, though. I like living in a rainforest. I do, too. My parents were absolutely astounded when they came out here two years ago. Like, we were walking down the street. From the desert. Yeah. My mom was like, there's moss growing on the side of this building. (laughs) Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we should have brought her to my house. I got a mushroom growing in my bathroom. Yeah. We get we get like six to eight inches of rain in New Mexico in Hobbs. We get like sixty here. Six to eight a year? A year. Yeah. Six to eight inches of rain a year. A year. We get that in a weekend. It's crazy. Yep. We got wow. that like in the last since we've been recording. It's really not <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really funny, like when I was in um when I was in high school, like the is when I first encountered the idea of like overpopulation. You know what I mean? Like when you and like you know what I mean? Like I think it's a stupid idea, but I had a very rosy-eyed sort of uh um you know, I was just like, "Oh, there's plenty of room for everybody." Like we you know, I live in the desert. You can just see in every fucking direction as far as the eye can see. It's like there's plenty of room for people to live here. But I guess at that time I couldn't really hadn't really figured out that, you know, people also need water. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Details. And there's not, it's just yeah. not sustainable for places like details, su- details. sustainable. Good word. Anybody talk about sustainability on those panels you were on? I'm sure. Uh, I don't know. It was mostly, I mean, they got into an argument about UBI. Cause, and, and they were right. I mean, I agreed with the guy that universal basic income runs the risk of um, making inequity worse if it is truly universal and doesn't take into account need because if everyone just gets 30 grand a year, the people who already have wealth will invest it and get more wealth and the people without wealth will have to consume it immediately. And so it just, like, it will just like, yeah, whatever, it will balloon. It's for the people. <laughs> <laughs> and so they were fighting about that. <laughs> Today we're stalking at Warren Buffett. We're going to kill him and <laughs> redistribute his assets. <laughs> but the God thing is, love. you don't even have to do that. Just send him to fuck. Send him to Silicon Valley with the walls around it. God. Just, Mr. Buffett, you have a choice. <laughs> but the God love the fight for 15 guy was just like, people deserve a job they care about. Uh, people deserve to, people want to make a living. I'm so embarrassed when I use my EBT card. And I'm just like, is that what we wanted these 3,000 people in here to hear? <laughs> is that it's really embarrassing to use a fucking food stamp card? Because it shouldn't be embarrassing. Right. That's We should all have a fucking food stamp card, God damn it. Yeah, baby. This is bullshit. And, so, and then I was trying to tell the girl next to me quietly so I wasn't shh. Is that, I mean, I obviously, I support labor organizing and especially low-income workers like the 5 for 15 has been doing, but $15 ain't enough. And that rhetoric is just fucking, the root of it is literally just that people are, people should have to fight and scrap for everything they fucking have. People deserve a right to work and be fucking, have their bodies broken down. And that we're on, like, our value, I mean, it literally... The, the rhetoric literally is like people deserve dignity as in you only get dignity if you have fucking fun like output if right. you can if you right. are able to like yeah, work full time at mcdonald's that me, equals dignity me and before we get too far away from this me and my sisters we're all old enough to remember when they had like the actual like 
Monopoly money food stamps that you didn't have an oh, EBT yeah. car. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And my mom would always send us to the grocery store with them. So we'd play hot potato. Who was going to take them? We didn't, didn't nobody want to go be seen with food stamps <laughs> right. at the fucking grocery store. Yeah. <clears throat> now that's weird. I don't know. It's like the thing with like that, the jobs guarantee, all that stuff. It seems to me like a lot of uh, a lot of work when you could just make me communist dictator. Oh, God. And then I just. <laughs> well, and then this weekend. A name you can trust. <laughs> name you can trust. This weekend I met like some new people who are friends of friends. Uh-huh. And I was wearing my necklace that says ungovernable. And so this guy was like, does that say ungovernable? And I said, yeah. He said, are you one of those people? And I was like, ooh. <laughs> so I like, leaned in. I was like, who are those people? Tell me more. And he was like, you hate the government? And I was like, well, I don't even know how to answer that. Because what I really want is more government. Which is a fucked up thing. Government to, as it stands. Yeah, which is a fucked up thing to say to people who aren't, who haven't imagined a different government. Yeah. And it's hard to imagine. It's it's hard. It's like, who has the luxury to try to imagine a different governing body when all of our evidence points toward horror? Right. <laughs> like yeah. literal horror. And so I was, I, anyway, I wasn't trying to get into it with him, but I was just like. You think he was a right winger? No, I mean, he's gay. Hopefully not, but I don't know. <laughs> White gay men are kind of maybe sometimes the worst. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't have... His face. <laughs> As a gay Alex Jones-looking guy. <laughs> yeah. But no, I don't think... I take offense to that. ...that um, he, he's a right-winger, but um, I didn't want to get into it yeah i was just like not exactly i don't hate yeah. the government but i'm pretty unsatisfied with our current situation like i'm sure most people are like i just right. don't know it's like a mental calculus it's like do i really care about changing trying to change this person's mind it's like yeah. i'm actually when people say do you hate the government i mean that's just like a pretty actually that's I'm, one of those gotcha things if yeah. you're a known socialist all your people all your buddies that aren't like try to get you with right it's like actually no. i'm really into creative governance let's talk about <laughs> it you know what am i supposed to do like whip out a fucking scroll and uh, like, well no that's why just be just uh just go with communist where you know you can envision a point in which the state sort of withers away <laughs> very vaguely yeah, wave your hand like that too that was my way out of the um conversation i said ah, i'm just kind of a socialist and he was like hmm and uh, he just didn't want to hear any more after that, which I assumed. So that's why I just kind of damn trailed yeah. it out. <laughs> if you sub out socialist for communist, though, yeah, that that conversation ends even quicker. So yeah. <laughs> See, for me, uh, the answer to the question is yes, absolutely. But you Do know, you hate government. Not government per se, but this government and the vast majority of governments on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> Not all of them, but most of them. Yeah. <laughs> Governments are like Christians. <laughs> if they were only Christ-like. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, did I wait? Did I tell you all this? What? Oh God, the hottest take. I've heard the hottest, hottest uh, popping take. I don't know. I don't know about that. On the first panel that I was at at this fucking equity conference, they had a Lakota woman. 
and they it was about gender justice in the racial justice <laughs> movement or something like that and she straight up said there was no this is this is what she said she said there was no gender-based violence in my culture documented before the church showed up the church christians white settler christians showed up they brought the they brought teachings of monogamy and homophobia and like smallpox not good obedience to your husband all this shit right but she told the story she was like if if a woman in my tribe wanted a divorce she just had to sit her husband's shoes outside the tp and then she got everything and he had to leave (laughs) like there was no rape she claimed there was no rape there was no fucking domestic violence and then she said like when the after the church showed up and like opened up the boarding schools and shit it was like that's when you started uh documenting gender-based violence and late so you know even her saying that was kind of like whoo and then later when she wrapped back around she said our culture our we have a culture without this violence we can we can return to it and i lay that violence at the foot of the church and i mean you heard a collective sigh in the room of a thousand people go (laughs) you know it's like that was a heavy fucking drop right (laughs) what if you're like coming home from a night out with the guys and you see your shoes sitting outside (laughs) but your wife's just fucking with you (laughs) yeah goddamn boys do you think it's possible there was no gender violence in native cultures Uh, i'm not even touching that i don't know Tom's not even gonna touch i don't know (laughs) i was so floored i don't i i um i I, mean, I think it, you can very easily verify that Western Europeans brought over a, a, an incredibly more hierarchical, patriarchal. Yeah, sort yeah of that's course. not up for but, debate. But I, I don't, I don't think that that's. I don't. I don't know. It, to me, it's not like. Even if there wasn't a culture of it, it feels like which there probably wasn't a culture of it there'd still be like individual people who are who knows man i don't know who fucking knows i mean it was pretty i mean i mean i do we obviously (laughs) i do believe this violence is cultural like i obviously think that we are raising boys to like just like have no ability to work through themselves and it's like it's a lot yeah just no ability it's like no language to talk about how they're feeling. No understanding of what you know. Right, anyway, just Very like alienated. We're just trying to push them to embrace the thin blue line and yeah, live out their life as police officers right. or anyway. podcasters. Yeah, one of the two. Anywho, I was just totally floored because all yeah, like I mean, if this isn't the first time I've heard that the fucking European church showed up just to ruin <laughs> lives left and right with ungodly diseases and who knows what else but thinking about christianity being the basis of like toxic monogamy which i don't even this i hadn't even necessarily before thought about monogamy being a source of gender violence right that was sitting with me a lot and then but definitely the homophobia i mean most native cultures have like two spirited and lots of you know multiple genders yeah right? yeah lots of um gender spectrums and um le- much far less binaries across the board not just right. gender but like, to me 
the binaries are what is just like destroyed us. Like g- gender binary is violence in itself, and it's like literally destroying people. Isn't that kind of like a? To me, isn't that kind of like a resurrection of the old like, you know, in the 18th century, like French intellectuals would like come up with this archetype with what they called like the noble savage of like. Oh, Lord. Uh, no, I mean like this yeah. is the literal words that they used of like yeah. a pre-industrial. Not even necessarily pre pre civilizational like um, human form of human who was totally outside the realm of all the things that you know Westerners and others are associated with like environmental destruction, rape, violence, all these other things. To me, it seems like a very dangerous idea because I don't think it's. I think humans are probably pretty much the same wherever they're at. Um in terms of like the things that they do to one another but you know but they obviously create different cultures mm-hmm. shit I don't, I don't know it was a lot for me to sit with yeah well that's good though you know yeah. what i mean like because you know you think about it more because then like, it just made me think about how the church because obviously like i have a lot of com- conflict in my body about Christianity I was raised in a church and whatever a lot of problems obviously but to to start to think about how Christianity and the and the and the church in its current state perpetuating gender violence well yeah no you know it's like 90 yeah. percent of my pathologies and the things you know the trauma and shit comes from being a Christian at one point mm-hmm. and you know it's like we talked about it a lot on the show so it's just like I don't know. I mean, it, it it's I'm I'm comfortable saying fuck Christianity. I mean, they do <laughs> they do open these fucking <laughs> clinics next to abortion clinics that are literally just trying to trick women into coming in there and being just fucking yeah, yeah. destroyed to keep their babies keep you know what I mean? Just like yeah, there's so much. There's just the church has spent spends an ungodly amount of money and energy every year attacking women. Right. They really do. Right. Damn. You know what you should see? Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, I haven't <laughs> seen that. We've been roasted for our support of that film. Have we? On Twitter. Oh, yeah. Damn. You all supported the. Peop- f- you all. Because I saw that you had a. <laughs> a lot of people thought we had a bad it. opinion. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Which is fine. We have a lot of They knew to the show. We've all, that's all we've got is bad opinions. <laughs> I know. I love it when people try to roast us. It's like. We're first in line to roast our damn selves. We're all well aware of how dumb we are. (laughs) Well aware. Bring it on. It's like that when, uh, you remember when Jason Isbell played Whitesburg and everybody started heckling him about his ex-wife, like shouting his name and I'll never forget, he said, I'm well aware of who I used to be married to. Right, right, right. That's how I feel about, uh, you can't hurl insults at us. Yeah. We got out in front of it a long time ago. (laughs) Speaking of uh, the church, there's this really, what I thought was a pretty fascinating article in Politico about, um, I think it's called the Church of the Church of Donald, but it basically it was about how like the the Trump administration has gone on CBN, uh, is that the Christian Broadcasting Network? Yeah, and um, like more times than any other pr- uh, administration, and. CBN itself, or or Trinity Broadcasting Network, I think they're sort of related in some way, has more local news affiliates than Fox 
news, I think. Oh, wow. <clears throat> really? That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I don't It was just an interesting article about how they're, like, trying to expand and make themselves more sort of amenable to uh, young people. And... <laughs> <laughs> One of the ways they were doing it is by getting Mike Huckabee to have a show on there. Oh, well, that's <laughs> that's how you do it. Nothing's going to draw in the uh, the youth like um, the Huck. Right. God. Yeah. The right, bass well, playing governor. i got to skip out of here, boys. Okay. And I have to pee first. All right. But I have a question. I, I've got to make a run to Neon. That's why i got to leave. Yeah. And I have a question for Tom about the Neon pool hall. Okay. If there's anything about gambling, pool halls, or <laughs> any unsavory <laughs> wagering, well, you know, house. what what you got on the neon pool hall? Can I get into too much trouble in there? I've never been up there. I've been shoe man. I thought where. you went there one time because you have a crazy story about how you and Ada went to play rook somewhere. No, that was Kingdom Come Creek. Oh, there was a pool table up there too. We weren't playing pool though. Right. We were playing cards. I've not oh yeah, we had to lock ourselves in a trailer bathroom to get away from this big motherfucker. He died of an OD like three weeks after that. God, he was damn. trying to push pills on us. So we're just up here trying to play good Christian Protestant <laughs> rook for God's sakes. Is um, what Bethany in the pool hall? Well, I've been wanting to go. I've been itching to play pool, and uh, when Skeet Scott. Side I love pool. Let's go. I'd go with you. Yeah. You know, and in the everyone Wikipedia. Everyone who lives in Neon keeps t- tells me I shouldn't go in there. Oh, That's like a bad crowd. I say it. <laughs> like, how bad can it be in the Neon Pool Hall? Now, the bad crowd's at the shoe repair store. What were okay. you saying? Wikipedia what? The Wikipedia entry of Whitesburg used to tell the story of how my granddad beat Minnesota Fats in a game of pool at the Suburban Motel. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I know nothing. My, my grandfather died before I was born, but the only thing anybody ever tells me is that he was the best pool shot in wow. Washington County. They, the awesome. Paul Newman in The Hustler was based off of Tom's grandpa. <laughs> yeah. This one guy, Joe Kosh, says, yeah. said, uh, I spent about 14 months in a foxhole in Korea with your granddad. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn. Yeah, I just really want to shoot pool. And after Skeet Side closed and took the only pool table in the fucking town, I've got to... Yeah. I, I need other resorts. The thing about that pool table is it was kind of smaller. It was a, it was one of the small tables, yeah. and it was uneven. And they charged you a dollar fifty. Right. That's all you need to know it about your uneven. time. <laughs> And they charge you a dollar fifty yeah. for an uneven fucking small table game. Right. Well, so it and they didn't have chalk in there, sons of bitches. This, when Joel and Amelia <laughs> used to own Summit, the I used to be like, you know, y'all should get a pool in, and they'd always be like, we, they, we don't, they don't want the crowd that that would attract. <laughs> <Pool table. laughs> so, so maybe there okay. is something. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's that green felt uh, that lures in all those unsavory elements. Shit, I don't know. I personally love playing pool. I do too. When I worked on that bar, at that biker bar in uh, Boonesboro, we had two pool tables. You know what we need to do? We need to buy this little concrete building out here beside the rec center and turn it into a goddamn honky tonk. I've had that thought multiple times. The one in Irvine? No, no right, right here. here, just at the bottom right of my hill. Huh. It's for rent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That used to be my office. Remember? It's a courthouse yeah. right yeah, now. Yeah, it's yeah. a courthouse right to be, now. I remember the bat the bathroom flood. No, you're thinking of flops. That's a courthouse now. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. If you're talking about the old KFTC office. Actually, that would be a good idea, too. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should at least, maybe we could get a pool table in the boon. That'd be fun. Yeah, that would be. I want a ping pong table, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. We we do need to get a bunch of, like, like, um, pinball machines and shit in there if we actually want people to be hanging out. Yeah. 
See Nate Paul. Yeah, yeah it's like it's supposed to be a youth drop-in center. We and they got fucking t-shirt presses and shit. <laughs> yeah. right. It's like, who wants to come in here and press a t-shirt? Right. All right, well, uh, we'll let you go, I guess. Tony. Yeah, got to go. Got to make a neon run. <laughs> play this cool. <laughs> well, see, poke around, see what you can find out about the neon pool hall. I'll put out the bat signal. Okay. Because uh, if it's not, I mean, I can handle a pretty high level of sketch, I feel like. <laughs> it's not that. It won't be that sketchy. That's what I said. But everyone who, everyone I've asked that lives up there is like, mm-mm, don't go in there. Who are you asking, though? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even even James Johnson told me that. Uh, and this man handed me a pistol one time <laughs> when I borrowed his four-wheeler. And he said, you can't take the four-wheeler if you ain't going to take the pistol. And I was like, okay, I'll take it. It's, it's the safety on. He said, yeah, but you just got to point it and shoot. And I said, but it's the safety on. He said, yeah, but you just point it and shoot it. I said, then the <laughs> safety ain't on. And he said, well, it don't got a safety. It doesn't work. <laughs> it don't have a safety. Okay, James. Well. But he told me not to go in there. Well, so what you're saying is maybe we shouldn't go. I'm saying I need time be to God put some I ain't, I ain't out. been to a pool hall yet I'd stay out of. Me neither. That's what I said. So, well, let's go. All right. Uh, that's where our <laughs> live show is going to broadcast from, the Neon Pool Hall. All right. Let's do a honky-tonk tour. Damn. I, my name's Tanya Turner, baby. I'm fucking meant for a honky-tonk. Yeah. We, we need to do a live show. Tanya but, Tucker but is my goddamn namesake. The thing is, Tanya, like me and Tom could not do a live show by ourselves. I told you I wanted to do the live show. I've said it multiple us. times. Okay. I'm ready to go to EKU, my alma mater, <laughs> and come out there in the fucking colonel suit. <laughs> goddamn. I told you. I'm I've got an eagle suit. Terrence, <laughs> we'll put horns on Terrence. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'll come out there with guns a-blazing. No. Okay. Because our colonel literally did have a musket. Do you have any connections at the University or the Eastern Kentucky that University? That professor. <laughs> oh, we got asked. We forgot all that. We've been asked to a lot of live shows and we've just yeah, kind of blew it back. they're coming to us and we're just Damn. fucking sending out crickets. We, um, well, you know, we've got jobs and lives. I know. we got shit to do. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I'm like the one who's like. I'm just pulling Gallivan. once a month at this point. So right, right. I ain't got room, room to talk. I'm just saying. I'm down for a live show. Well. Have your people call my people. Okay. We will. All right. Well, peace. For joining us.